Boom. Boom. Welcome to number seven podcast. We are number seven, yes. Seven. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you doing? Good. I'm good. I'm really looking forward to today. What we got? today? What we got? Uh, Today we we have our first guest on our podcast. So give it up for... Do you know who's coming on? Yeah. No, I don't. I'm going to act surprised. Uh, no, I don't. Who's coming on? <laughs> well, we've got a fantastic, inspirational person. I want to say something better than that. But anyway, um, all the way joining us from the future, because where they are, it's six o'clock in the evening. <laughs> it's D joining in all the way from Sydney, Australia. Big it up. Yo, DDD in the house. Boom. Hello. Yay. I am it Technology All the way work. from Sydney, Australia. Your the accent future. doesn't sound... <laughs> <laughs> What's it like in the future? Um, COVID's gone. COVID's not apparent anymore. Oh That's amazing. Goodness. That's really good. That, how far in the future are you? 2050. Oh, wow. Oh, God. That's how long we've got to wait for COVID to go. <laughs> so I just wanted to know, your accent doesn't sound very Australian. Um, so I can make it Australian. Can you? G'day, mate. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so I guess that you're not actually born Australian because you sound more British. So, yeah. So I wasn't okay. born in Australia. So okay. I was born in... England, so yeah. I was born in Wolverhampton. Okay. Uh, lived there for about eleven years. Yeah. And then moved to Australia with my parents. Oh wow. Moved to the Gold Coast. Oh, that sounds so much nicer. Gold Coast is amazing. Oh, I've never been. Yeah, it's so nice. So we really like this is new for me as well. Hence, I'm kind of hesitating a little bit. I don't actually know much about UD. I've literally said hello to you for the first time five minutes ago. Oh, uh, so I know loads about him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's because so, you have to because we're related. Yes, yes. He's okay. he's uh, D, my uh, he's he's my nephew, second nephew. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so that's why I'm going to keep quiet. I'm going to try and keep quiet and, and let you sort of run this show. Let me fumble and yeah. try and find out yeah. what is it that makes D so inspirational? Yes. What is it about him that's going to teach us how we can face our fears? Yes. And what is it that he can show us about the adversity in his life and how he overcome it, how we can do the same in our lives? How we can learn right? from him, yes. But I feel like I'm going into an abyss because I have no idea of your story. So, D, if you would be able to just share, if you're happy to, tell us a little bit about your story and what's got you to where you are today. I am. So, my story is so... And, and dude, we don't, we, we don't need Lord of the Rings either. We don't need three chapters. So, like... Um... I'm happy with three chapters <laughs> in Lord of the Rings, to be fair. Sorry, I'm, I'm only taking a piece. Sorry. <laughs> God, D, so to you, mate. <laughs> Just because my life's a lot more interesting than yours. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Sorry. No, so... Go on. So, um, so yeah, um, started uh, 26 years ago. 26 years ago, 26 years old. Um, I guess the main thing in my life is 
D, what, what, what was that? 1999. What was that? What was you born? You should know this. No, no, my maths is not great. 1995. 1995. Wow. Can you imagine that? 1995. So, so old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, was, I was doing my exams. I'm literally going to say, to put this in perspective, <laughs> I think I was at college. Yeah, not good. So, oh my goodness. Okay. So, what have you been able to go through in those years? So, in those years, um, so the biggest thing, the reason why I'm probably on today is. Um, when I was a kid, I, you know, I got ill, got sick, uh, ended up in a wheelchair. Um, so the closest thing that I or doctors or anyone could put it down to was sort of a stroke like episode mm -hmm. at nine years old. Um, Gosh. so wasn't, wasn't really the best. Um, but yeah, when it, uh, first happened, you know, couldn't move my legs, couldn't move my arms, couldn't talk. And then uh, slowly, slowly, my uh, my speech and my arms, they kind of came back and um, 100% now, or I like to think they're 100%. Um, but obviously my legs never did. So still to this day, I'm actually in a wheelchair. Um, yeah, it can be difficult, wow. it can be rewarding as well. Wow. So this this happened when you were nine? Uh, nine, yeah. And do you remember the incident? Do you remember how you felt so, at the time, what happened? So I sort of remember bits and pieces of it. Um, yeah. So I sort of remember going into hospital first um I, re I remember having really really intense chest pains at one point and then finally going to bed and then waking up and then nothing everything gone wow as in when you say nothing everything gone your your memory or your feelings body no uh body wise so couldn't move my legs, couldn't move my arms, couldn't talk. God, but were you conscious though, as in you aware of what's happening? You're almost trapped in your body. Yeah, so I was aware of everything that was, you know, going on. And yeah. I was aware of everything that was happening around me. I think mm. the funniest, or not the funniest, but yeah. the way I can describe how I was aware is, um, I think one day, I took a nap and then when I woke up I had all these visitors in my room mm. and I looked really surprised and that was because Gov was there and my other uncle was there who are yeah. both like six four, 100 kilos <laughs> I was like two wrestlers are in my room wow. right now but yeah I was definitely aware of everything that was going on and yeah wow. just wasn't wasn't the best but no way of communicating um so at the start no way of communicating and no. then i think a couple of weeks went by and i could sort of start to point at things mm -hmm. so what i used to have was 
um, a book. So it was just like a plain ordinary book, but it used to have all the letters of the alphabet in. Okay. And I used to have to point and spell things out. Um, and I wasn't a brilliant speller, so <laughs> weren't really communicating that much. <laughs> oh dear. Gob, do you remember the other side of that incident? Do you remember going to see him at that time? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was horrific. It, it, for, for me, for, for the family, it was just, um, it, it, initially there was, it was just um, trying to understand what was going on. It, it was trying to comprehend what was going on. But then when we actually went to the hospital and, and saw D-line there, then that, that was... That was really heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking, and I think it's—I don't know if it makes it worse when 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 it's a when it's an innocent little child. When it comes to anything, when you when you see someone who's um, sort of innocent and it's all, almost like powerless, and and you see him in that in that situation, it, it's just it's it's just horrible. It's just yeah. I mean, I can't I can't put it into words. It's just not, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't have kids myself, but you know, to see someone. Uh, a lot younger than you that 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 you sort of um, you saw when they were born and 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 grow up and then all of a sudden they're they're, they're in that situation. It's 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 heartbreaking. That's that's the only way I could I could probably describe it. Wow. And how did like how did that develop then? How long did it take you to start making a recovery? And how did you end up just two years later going to Australia? Um. So I think. Um, my speech was the first thing to come back. It was like, it, it was really slowly. So I think my very, very first word, like when I started to relearn how to talk, yeah. was kind of like a baby's first word. So it was uh, mom or mama. Yeah. And then it was, it was just like that. So the way I can describe <laughs> trying to basically relearn how to talk again is probably what baby goes through when they're first learning mm. how to talk and take their first words. And then even, even, even for years after my speech wasn't completely, you know, a hundred percent. It took mm. a little bit of time. It probably took about, maybe about three, four years before it fully came back. Yeah. Um, arms, I would say, um, took a little bit longer to start to come back, but then came back pretty quickly. Um, like, <laughs> I pride myself now on how big my arms are and how big my biceps are. Yeah, they're Just massive. Because... He's got big arms. Are they? I will, I will verify that. That can be verified independently. <laughs> and I can see that. Oh, jump, on his, jump on his Instagram. He's on Instagram okay. and have a look. And yeah, oh, Insp Insp inspirational. Go. Yeah, there you go. At D-E-E-D-H-E-S-S-I. D -E -E -D -E Say that again. D-E-E. D-E-E. Yeah. D-H-E. Yeah. S-S-I. SSI. Okay, I'll definitely go on. Shameless plug. We'll, we'll, we'll give it. We'll, <laughs> no, give it we'll give it. We'll give it more of a plug than that. Yeah, we'll give. We'll give it. We'll, we'll give it towards the end as well. Yeah. D. D so, sorry. Go, go, go. Can, can yeah. I just got? I just got one question. So you know, like yeah. when you first went ill, 
D. Like, yeah. What were you? What were you feeling? What were the, what were the thoughts that were going on in your head when 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 all that was going on? When when it, it first happened? Um, I think the the first kind of thought for me, and I don't know if you remember this as well, but the first kind of thought was for me was where's mom and then she was there mm. and it and then it was where's dad and my dad at the time was actually in australia um so then he had to come rushing back and then he was there but that was that was really my first you know two thoughts mm. were, where's my mom and where's my dad because at the end of the day i was just scared and when you scared, you just want your parents. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, as time went on, um, started seeing all of you, um, kind of made me sad a little bit as well, because I love the fact that you were there, mm. but everyone just fe- seemed so defeated. Mm. and so upset and like no one knew what was going on Mm. and that's the thing we go back to again i was still conscious i was still aware of my surroundings um so all in all it was just a very very shit time for everyone Mm. um not just myself like everyone all the family all my friends as well so you could you could feel that though, could you? You could feel that from from like the other people around you, the energy around you. You could feel like the the sort of sadness and and heartbreak that that, uh, that people were were going through as well. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Like I had never really seen everyone in the family that sad. Mm. Like like when I used to visit everyone or when we all used to get together like at Leamington or um, whatever the occasion would be a wedding a birthday party everyone was in such high spirits I never really saw any members of my family sat Mm. and then for that to happen Mm. and me to see how you know devastated they all were that was kind of heartbreaking for me as well in a way mm. yeah it's, it's, a, it's a it's a strange one that isn't it it's, it's you know like it's a it's like a circle isn't it you know if one person is in a, in, a, in a bad situation or not a bad situation but you know in a, having a struggle and then you've got the people around them that are also feeling it and and it's almost like you're feeding off each each, each of those energy isn't it yeah was it scary not being able to communicate with them were there thoughts of you know that you will it come back am i going to be able to communicate to them or cons- like you want to almost tell them don't be sad oh, no, don't yeah um the the thought of oh it's never gonna gonna be the same again it's never yeah. gonna come back never really entered my mind like it, I knew I was in a bad place and looking back on it now, mm. I sh- probably should have had that thought. But right then, 
I I wasn't thinking that far ahead. I was thinking, like, fuck. Like, I was normal yesterday. I was playing football. And mm. now I can't do anything. Mm. So I wasn't really thinking that far ahead. Um, but thankfully, uh, everything yeah. did come together. And, you know, my upper body, strong as ever. Mm. Yeah. But do, do you know what the shocking thing for us was, though, D? It, it was because... When you were when you were younger, you were really active, like really active. Like when you used to come around our house and stuff, it was just like you'd always mess around, doing stuff, running around. Wrestling was us guys. It was, and, and I think that that was that was probably the hardest bit though to see someone with just so much spirit, and then just being in in a hospital. That was that was hard. That was really hard. Yeah, I, I definitely do remember that with all of you. Um, I remember <laughs> me and you used to wrestle a lot. I, you would, you would um, <laughs> like choke slam me on the couch every oh day, man. That was such a good time. If there's any childlike people in this room. Oh, dear. Look, here's the thing. If you never wrestled or was thrown about or did anything dangerous with any of your family members, you did not have childhood. That's my <laughs> thoughts. He saved you, Gav. He saved you. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Thank you, Dave. I think. Do you think there's the beauty of uh, being a child in that incident that, that there was no future thoughts of you're almost a bit more in the moment? I'm trying to process what's actually happened. Definitely, definitely, because yeah. when you're a when you're a kid, it's like you like I'm very lucky. I always had mm. parents who were supportive and who would do anything and everything for me and my sister as well. Yeah. And um, you don't really worry about anything or we at least didn't worry about anything. Whereas if it happened to me now, today, living in Sydney, uh, living away from my parents, being in lockdown as well, um, they're not allowed to come to Sydney. I'm not allowed to go visit them. If it happened now, um, you know, my work would be gone. How would I pay my rent? How would I pay my bills? You know, um, mm. so, in that way, am I lucky that it happened when I was so young? Do you think? Wow. Wow. Because it could have been a lot worse if it happened now. Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing to even be able to think, like, to see the, the positive in it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Wow. So, so you've had this experience, and how? Yeah, tell us how did you get to Australia? What what what's that? What's happened there? How did that happen? Honestly, sometimes yeah. I'm even unsure how it happened. Like okay. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I think. Look, here's for me. Here's why yeah. I think it happened. Yeah. Before I was born, yeah. like my mum and dad came to Australia and really liked it. 
and okay. I think they always had the plan of moving here. Yeah. And then I was born, and I think they said, "Nah, let's let's not do it." Okay. And then you, you messed their plans up, then, yeah. Look, I did. I did. <laughs> In, yeah, but um, I didn't really mess their plans up. I delayed them. I delayed their plans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, but then you look at it and yeah. um, probably from my parents' perspective, like you've got a child here who's ill, who's mm -hmm. been sick, who's been going through a tough time, like, and, you know, as uh, much as I love living in England and, you know, having that life that I did there, do you really want him growing up in the cold, miserable rain, or would you rather him grow up in the sunshine? So I think that lifestyle change um, was a big motivating factor for them as well. Yeah. They just thought it would be better for them, and more mm. importantly, better for me, mm. and I would just be happier living in Australia. And I love living in Australia, to be fair. I do. I like would like to go to Australia. It's amazing. Is it? I've never yeah, been. It's amazing. But carry on, D, you were saying something? No, no. So all I was going to say is people that think it doesn't get cold in Australia or it doesn't get rainy yeah. or it doesn't get, <laughs> it doesn't get windy. No. Okay. In the Gold Coast where I used to live, that's yeah. very true. Okay. <laughs> but in Sydney, in the months of June, July and August, freezing. And I have no, no winter clothes whatsoever <laughs> because it's just beautiful all year round, except for those three months. And, oh, wow. you know, when I see days where it's gloomy and it's rainy and it's miserable, it's like, you know, if I did move back to the UK, this is probably what it's going to be like. It's going to be like that on yeah. steroids. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's so much more unpredictable. The fact that you can say that you haven't even got any winter clothes. I mm. don't even know what that feels like. Like. I mean, move to Australia, then you'll, then you'll find out. I need to come. Mm. I'm coming out there. I've been wanting to go since Neighbours and Home and Away. <laughs> since I grew up on that. Like, I need to go. Uh, did you well, like, are you glad that I take it you're glad you made the move and that they did that did you ever come back to the UK full time it was always just Australia after that nah always just Australia yeah I think I went back to the UK I've been back once since I moved out to Australia well, even just for um, a holiday just once just once just for a holiday um, oh, it was that a long holiday experience. though. <laughs> that wrestling experience must have really put you off. Um, <laughs> well, it didn't so, stop. It didn't stop. It didn't stop me from kicking his ass. <laughs> well, he's got big now. <laughs> just, it just I'm, takes I'm a bigger than you. It just takes a few more minutes to batter him. That's all it is. Oh, brilliant. So, so tell us, how did you get bigger than Gov? How did that happen? When did you start getting into... To it's, when, it's when it's uh, when Instagram filters came out. That's, that's when it got bigger <laughs> than me. <laughs> All about those Instagram filters. Uh, D, D there's, there's one bit that I, I wanted to br uh, bring up as well. 
Um, because even though you moved to Australia, you were living in the Gold Coast, um, you actually went over to America as well for a year, didn't you? I, I did. So I went and I lived in America for a year. So, so I actually lived in Orlando, Florida. So Orlando, Florida was literally just like the Gold Coast same kind of tropical climate same kind of weather and um i was actually working at disney world at the time that's brilliant by the way i'm just melting here i'm like (laughs) this is just amazing you've gone from gold coast of australia to like the favorite places on in the world so what were you doing for disney so initially they wanted me to play um hercules but my biceps were too big. I would be showing everyone up. So they just put me in one of the stores. Okay. Next best thing, isn't it? Next best Next thing. Best thing. <laughs> Next but you best did this thing, at what age? How old are you when you go to, to Florida? How old was I? I was 20, 21, 10, 22 wow. over there. And you've gone out by yourself? I, yeah, so I went out by myself. So I still remember the day I got my acceptance email and I was like, I've never done anything by myself. Like, I don't even know how to use the washing machine without my mom's supervision. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I remember I was actually scared to tell my mom. I was scared. What what did you think was going to happen? What do you think was going to happen? She was going to say no. Ah. And then what happened? She was going to say no because I had never even been in a a fucking different city to them, let alone a different fucking country. Yeah. So that thought crossed my mind. And then the thought of, like, how am I going to do this? Like, because here's, here's the thing, and we're going to touch on this a lot during the podcast. But the reason I chose to do a year working holiday in Orlando, Florida, was because WrestleMania was in Orlando, Florida that year. See, see, and still, you had a you had a very strategic brain from a very young age, haven't you? You've got that. I did, I did, because I knew. <laughs> look, none of my mates in the Gold Coast are wrestling fans, yeah. so none of them are going to want to come to Orlando, Florida, with me. So, what's the next best thing? Just to put it in perspective. Yeah. WrestleMania gets announced to be in Orlando, Florida in April 2016. Yeah. I put my CV into work at Disney World in May of 2016. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, you had a focus, you had an aim. Yeah. <laughs> so, I what, definitely how did it... did. Oh, brilliant. You sound more fearful of telling your mum this than you were about being trapped in your body, not being able to talk. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i was like i don't know how she's gonna react because at this point here's the thing yeah i didn't even tell him i had an interview 
I told them God. nothing. So they like, so, literally nothing. So did they know that you're that you were going to do a year out at some point, or not even that? No. No. Wow. They were clueless. Yeah. I think my dad's still clueless. He doesn't even know I went. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm itching to know. Did they accept it, or did they? Was she really like all the worries and concerns and everything coming out? Did she think you were so? Mad? So at the start, all the worries kind of came out. It was yeah. like, oh, you you haven't really done this. You haven't really lived on your own. What are you mm-hmm. going to do? Like, um, but at this point, what would, what would it have been? Like 2016? Mm. From where I was in 2004, when I first got ill, 2016 she had seen I had grown so much and I was then doing so much for myself like literally 2004 they had to do everything for me like I can honestly say that they probably would have thought I would have been living with them for the rest of their life wow wow like that's how bad it was Mm. Like, I I don't even think they could fathom me living in Sydney or me paying bills, paying rent, or going to America. That's how that's how bad it was, and the fact that I I had already come so far by 2016, I think she she had the confidence um, that I could go there and I could you know have fun and you know, be without her. And when I was over there, I think up until now, that was like, I had never been away from them for more than like a week. Wow. And that was a whole year, was it? That was a whole year. So I went in January. They came to visit me in May. And then I didn't see him again till December. Mm. Wow. Because we, that's right. We all went to Miami because you went to Miami with me. I did. I did and then I went there. home a, a few days after. Yeah. Wow. So was was the year amazing? Did you throw up or do your own washing or did you just keep buying new clothes? <laughs> you know, what happened? <laughs> No, so um, I couldn't buy new clothes because at Disney you work for ten dollars an hour, so <laughs> you've got to make that straight. So, um, so Mickey Mouse is an like, orphan then. So um, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse is fun for the people who pay money to him, yeah, not yeah. to the people who he has to pay money to. Ah, right? so that's okay. that's the key thing. Okay, right. So. You know, he's probably got a sniper on me already. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to reveal some Disney secrets today. Go, go, go. Can't wait, mate. Can't wait. (laughs) Can't wait. There we go. I think it it was just like one big, crazy, massive party all year long, every day, all day. I think... (laughs) 
I think you were the one who actually called me out on the WhatsApp group because every photo that I posted on Instagram, I had a drink in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember the image? <laughs> no, so um, certain nights, no. But as a, as a whole, yeah. As a whole, yeah, it was it was one of the best years of my life. Um, oh, it's amazing! You know, Sounds like you had a good time. Yeah, I did, <laughs> I did. And did you come back changed? Like, did your parents notice? Well, maybe not your dad, but did your mum notice? Yeah, you're definitely changed because you must have got so much more independent. Yeah, definitely. So I think I I came back and then yeah. I was so much more independent because I I did all this stuff over there um, without them for the first time mm. and um, I, came, I came back and they um, I don't think they could actually believe it like how how much I changed and how little they had to do for me now so wow. it's kind of a relief on them yeah mm. Were there any times when you were in America when you thought that there were massive challenges and you thought, oh my God, no, oh God, how am I going to get through this? Um, yeah, there were a couple. There were a couple. Um, but the the thing is, I think the main thing that, you know, worried them and the main mm -hmm. thing in my mind that sort of stopped me from doing this earlier and stopped me from you know spreading my wings earlier was mm. the disability it was kind of like how am I going to get around how am mm. I going to do this how am I going to do that because it, it like I don't know sitting on the other end of it as someone who could walk who could be able-bodied it, it seems so like sort of trivial um to even think about it but for someone in that situation who's in a wheelchair and who you know mm. has limited mobility it's always there it's always in the back of your mind and it really worried me for a long time um mm. and then i went to america and i was like fuck it i did it dude, i did dude, it in america that's amazing dude you know like um you know, like just just for people, um, you know, like you said, just for able body people who, who've uh, got no issues with their health or anything like that, for them to pack up and just move abroad, it's 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 pretty, it's a massive decision. Yeah. But but you being in a wheelchair, I mean, fuck me, dude. How 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 did you get to that 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 stage where you're like, you know what, bollocks to this, I'm gonna do it. WrestleMania. Just WrestleMania. That's it. <laughs> you needed a purpose bigger than yourself to go. Um, so, no, it, so, so if there wasn't WrestleMania, would you think you would have done it? You would have gone anywhere else or anything like that? Actually, mm -hmm. I can genuinely say no. If it was not for WrestleMania, I would not have gone to Orlando. That's amazing. Wow. 
We need to let Vince Come McMahon, on. we need to let Vince McMahon, the CEO of WWE, know. <laughs> There the we go. He saved you, man. Vince, Vince, Vince McMahon saved you. The WWE saved you. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, then... that's crazy, though, isn't it? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I do agree because like, the, the concept of it is so scary as an able-bodied person to go and not be with anyone. Make, you know, you've got to go into a place you don't know, make new friends. Where are you going to live? What are you going to do? And then the added thing, I can't even imagine how you must feel of, you know... Is it like where do you stay? Do you have to then make sure it's all disabled access and like yeah, you know, I can't even so imagine. The, the living thing wasn't too bad because okay. Disney actually um, has accommodation for you, and okay. I actually said this to my interviewer at the interview. Yeah, I said it exactly like this. I was like looking at her. I was yeah. like. All right, so I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Wow. I am in a wheelchair. Yeah. Does, didn't, does, can you cater for that? Or can you, uh, what's, what's the go here? And yeah. she just looked at me and said, you know what? It does matter to us. Um, we'll, we'll find a way. We'll cater for you. We'll wow. do everything. And that's one thing I probably love about America. Mm. It, yeah it's so disability friendly like Mm. being in a wheelchair and moving over there there's there's ramps everywhere there's lifts um so that's one thing over there that they do better than what they do over here because sometimes over here there's still places restaurants uh clubs i'll go to where you know i can't get in or someone has to carry me down the flight of stairs um and to to me anyway that's that's Mm. just not on in Mm. a sense Mm. because i want to go to the club (laughs) i want to go eat yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, it's massively out of order Mm. is it is it not i'm surprised that's even allowed if you know me i thought everyone had to is that not a thing over in australia they have to have disabled access it it is a thing but it's like nothing's ever gonna happen is it it's like for me anyway if i see somewhere hasn't got disabled access i'm like you know what fuck you i'll go take my money somewhere else Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah but just going going back to if you were an able bodied person yeah. You would still have all these fears, all these doubts, all yeah. these like But thing is nothing like what But but then you've got another disability as well, which is like you're you're from a Indian background. So so those families, they don't let you go anywhere anyway. Exactly. Soon as you soon as you, <laughs> soon as you step out of the house, it's like where are you going? What have you done? Blah, 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 blah. Like moving to another country, that's like listen, that's the different you're chapter. Confused. That's that's like something totally different. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, w- what was the rest of the family's response when, when, when you told the rest of the family, like, you know, oh, I'm going to move over to America all by myself? Um, I can't actually remember. I can't actually remember telling you, like, I think one day I was just like, yeah, I'm in America on the family WhatsApp group. <laughs> No, but um, 
<laughs> obviously grandparents told them they were like yeah okay um make sure you're safe you know uh, call your mom and dad not call us call your mom and dad <laughs> um you lot were all really supportive um, yeah that's because i wanted to go out and see you <laughs> you were my ticket to wrestlemania <laughs> so that's what it was <laughs> I mean, you're thinking to Miami, though. Yeah. That was a brilliant time, Miami, when you all came out, though. That was, yeah, that, um, that was amazing. It was, it was it was great, that, yeah. And then, um, you know, uh, the, the family, I don't think, really were too bothered. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. You've, you've really touched on this previously in previous podcasts mm. but you all my other uncles even my sister you all kicked down the door to like our parents easing up on us like you kicked down the door by doing whatever you wanted getting tattoos all over yourself <laughs> you led the way you opened the door the freedom of the youth I took the punishment so the next, so the, so the younger true, generation can thrive. Yes. Yeah. The well, thing I... I love with the tattoo, the thing I love with the tattoos though is, I always make the threat to you that I'm gonna <laughs> get a tattoo, and that's only because I'm the golden child of the family. So really? no one's gonna be angry at me. Everyone's gonna be angry at you. Yeah, I'll get my ass kicked. Every time he says no to me, way. he says it's to me, your fault. yeah, he says, oh, I'm going to get a tattoo. Okay, listen, you get a tattoo. Whatever you get a tattoo, I'm ripping that limb, limb off. It's coming off. <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? Do you think you've got away with more um, because of your disability within the family? Do you think oh, they're softer towards you? So 100%. you can use it to your advantage. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I definitely think so. How yeah, old's your sister? 100%. Is she older than you or younger? Uh, she's older. So okay. she's like, what, 34 now? Okay. But she never got frustrated with you getting away with everything? She probably did. She just didn't say anything. <laughs> I was enough. like... Because I used to get away with shit that she would have got murdered for. Oh <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Oh, it was brilliant. Oh my gosh. But what, what comes after America then? You go back, because that sounds like such a fantastic year. It does. What do you, what and do you then... do back in Australia when you get back? Uh, first things first, <laughs> I gave my mum a hug for about Aww. five minutes and didn't yeah. let go. Um, mm. And then sort of walked up to my dad, grunted mm. at him, shook his hand. Yeah. Um, no, I gave him a hug as well. Yeah. And then I came back to the Gold Coast and I was kind of like, well, now what do I do? Yeah. Like, literally, I had that thought. I was like, well, now what? I've got no idea what I've got to do. I've got no sort of inkling of what's what's next. Mm. And then I um, stayed on the Gold Coast for a bit, tried to find jobs there, uh, worked in retail for a bit, 
uh, worked at a theme park for a bit because they probably um, saw Disney on my resume. Yeah. And then I was just like, you know what? Forget this. Like, I studied finance at uni. There's nothing here in finance. I'm going to go to Sydney where I potentially can find something. And the best thing for me was in Sydney, my roommate over in Orlando lived here. And me and him, we're pretty much like brothers now. So Mm -hmm. I hit him up. I was like, dude, I want to come to Sydney. Do you maybe want to move out? Do you want to do something? He was like, yeah, let's get it sorted. And then went to Sydney, had a job interview when I was still living in Gold Coast at the time. And then finished up that interview, went to Sydney again, um, met up with my mate, put in an offer to rent somewhere in Sydney. Um, Didn't have a job at the time, but then I remember the day really clearly. It was about nine o'clock in the morning. I got a call from the recruiter. She was like, yep, so you've got a job in Sydney. Here's when you start, bye. And about half three in the afternoon, I got an email from the estate agent saying, yep, all sorted, his papers, sign it, and you've got a six-month lease. So wow. all came what together nicely. Day. How far is Sydney from the Gold Coast? Um, it's a fucking long way. Is it? Um, it's, yeah, Australia is a big country. Yeah. Not, not like England, <laughs> drive up and down in about four hours. Yeah, we're weird. Um, so Sydney to Gold Coast, it's probably an hour flight. Wow. But then um, it's probably about a 10, 12 hour drive. Wow. So how are your parents about that then? About you moving away, really? And this time, not necessarily just for a year. Yeah. After America, they were like, move out. We don't really? want you here no more. <laughs> nah, oh, Bobby, nah, free they, fly. They, <laughs> nah, they were never like that, but they were they were sort of like, because my parents have restaurants, and okay. they, were, they were sort of like, you know, we kind of know you don't want to work in the restaurant. Like, yeah. we, we kind of know that you don't really have the most sophisticated palate you just when food's in front of you you just eat it you don't even taste it so you're probably not going to work in a restaurant um (laughs) so they said right do whatever you've got to do to break into the finance field and then yeah i did it so now i work in financial services um so Work, working in Sydney, living here, uh, this is my life, I guess, now. Wow. Brilliant. It sounds amazing. Your whole journey has been amazing. <laughs> but you're, you're in lockdown now, you said, aren't you? Yeah, so we're in lockdown. So we've been in lockdown for about um, five weeks now. So okay. five weeks. And the biggest thing for me in lockdown was um, 
it, it was honestly losing the gym, losing the gym. Yeah. The moment I heard the gym was closing, mm. my heart sank mm. because I knew I didn't know when it was going to open again. I didn't know when it was when we were going to be allowed in, and the the um, heartbreaking thing for me was I was on a really good trajectory. I feel like mm. I was losing uh, body fat. I was um, gaining muscle. I feel at least other people may have other opinions. Um, not but saying all of this. Say again. I said I'm not saying anything. I was thinking it was directed at Governor. <laughs> nice little London. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> I've been fully supportive. I've been fully okay. supportive of his journey. <laughs> Not jealous, nothing. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but but the reason was because I was actually um, looking to compete in a bodybuilding show in September. Oh, wow. um, obviously, now that's all being cancelled. Yeah. Um, so when when the gyms do reopen again, I'm going to have to sit down with my coach. You know, yeah. gonna have to rethink the whole plan and when we're gonna when we're gonna go for the competition, um, and that I'm really excited for because mm. I love my coach, like great guy. Um, yeah. From where I was at the start of the year to mm. where I am now, it's all because of him. That's like, good. Wow. The That's training, the eating. He he came in. He revamped my training. He yeah. was like right here's what you've got to do basically here's how you do it and um my coach doesn't really have an ego never never really looked down on me mm. always looked at me like a mate sort of he would take the piss out of me but yeah. where he's is a coach and he's a friend as well mm. um so i really like training with him but I'm really excited about getting back into the, into the gym and then thinking out a new plan and a new strategy and seeing where we go from here. That's amazing. What so made... You... Go on, go on. No, you go, Susan. I think no, I both... just wanted to know how how did you decide, okay, I'm going to go for this competition? How did you... How does this come about? So it comes about, and I said this earlier, we're going to touch on this a few times. Massive wrestling fan. I was going to say not <laughs> WrestleMania again. <laughs> like, so when you when you're a kid and you look at all these wrestlers that you watch week in week out, and yeah. you see they're larger than life, and you see, um, you know, they're big, they're muscly, they're chiselled. Um, and you want to be like that. I wanted to be like that from a very young age. And I think um, having uncles as well who were mm. like that, who were, you know, big and larger than life to me. God's yeah. not included in that list. <laughs> Bastard. Bastard. Right, we're cutting short this uh, podcast. Thanks for your time, dude. You can piss off now. <laughs> no, so that was really the reason. So... Every time I go into the gym, every time I meal prep my meals for the week, I have one thought in my mind. Mm -hmm. 
if I was never going to be able to win a wrestling championship or main event of WrestleMania, yeah, I was going to make sure I looked like someone who could. Wow. And that's my Thank goal. You. That's always in the back of my mind. Mm. Wow. And that keeps you motivated. That keeps you going. Because you know where... Uh, you know the age-old story, and, and and people. I mean, the amount of times I've heard this is that I don't have any motivation to go to the gym. I, I don't know how you do it. Oh my god, you know, just go to the gym. I don't know what I'm doing, and like you've got you've got a really clear aim. I mean, what what what's the, what is that the thing that gets you going? Like you know, obviously we all have those days. D like you know. You, you, it's a couple of hours before you go to the gym and you're just like, oh man, I can't be asked, can't be asked going today. What's your, what's your mind, what's your thought process? And it's like, fuck it, I've got to go. I've got to do thought it. Process, thought process is basically this first. Yeah. It's your, goal. it's your goal, yeah? It's your goal. It's like, I need to achieve this, yeah? Yeah. So that's first. And then as well, a big part of that is coming from where I was mm. and not being able to move my arms. Mm. There's the the best way I could put it now is I I love football. Like I love love football. Like it's it's I love it more than wrestling. Like football is my passion. Mm. It's been such a big part of my life. I can't play football though. So if I see someone who was walking and choosing not to play football because, you know, they wanted to be lazy or mm. they couldn't be asked, yeah, I would get so fucking pissed off at a person. Mm. And then I think back to my situation. I'm like, I can use my arms. There are some people out there like quadriplegics can't use their arms mm. so wouldn't they be really pissed off at me if i didn't go to the gym uh, because i couldn't be asked or i'm too lazy yeah. what's the difference yeah that's so powerful that's yeah. so powerful Making it's like use you're wasting options. you're wasting the opportunity that was yeah. given in front of you mm. exactly so that's that, I think that's how you've got to look at it as well. Mm. That's that's really how I keep motivated, stay motivated, mm. go to the gym, get up early, go to work, be, to quote The Rock, the hardest worker in the room. I always mm. want to be the hardest worker in the room. Mm. Um, I always want to learn. I always want to show it as well. Did, did it ever... I mean, you sound so positive and, you know, you've achieved so much. You are such an inspiration and you're only like 26. <laughs> but were there ever times when you felt that, I know it's going to sound, but, you know, why me or where it got you really down? Um, there, there definitely are those times um, that you think, you know, why me, uh, why why is this happening to me um yeah. all that um to be i have told a few people from time to time um that i'm feeling like this 
Yeah. But to me, most of the time, I just keep it to myself. And then mm-hmm. it goes away after a while. Like, it goes it goes away when I sort of realise how far I've come again. Mm. And um, how much I can actually do. Um, like... I, I can live on my own. I can do everything for myself. Yeah. Some people can't do that. Yeah. Why am I upset? Yeah. So you have to change the focus, I suppose, isn't it? From what you can't do to what you can do. Exactly, exactly. If you think about what you can do mm. more than what you can't do, you'll be a lot happier. Mm. That's a very powerful statement. That's a very powerful statement. Love that. I'm writing that down, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. I mean, if you put this in a book, I want, I want royalties (laughs) or some shit. No, do do, you know, you know, for my, for my work, we do this uh, motivational Monday publication every week. So every week we choose a topic and it goes out to the company and uh, (laughs) this is next week's done. (laughs) You've done my homework for next week. Focus on what what you You can can do do. rather than you can't do. do. Make sure the weight is, yeah. Oh my God, I love that. There we go. You're gonna want me on every week now. Yeah, you can you can take the whole podcast if you want. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> that's that's what I literally said to you. I said by the end of the hour oh and a half, this We're is like gonna be you my over show, not yeah. yours. <laughs> we'll hand you over the throne. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Who are we? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh. That's his uh, that's his wrestling uh, persona coming out now. <laughs> Isn't it just actually I wanna ask you you've got some stuff on your Instagram about stand-up comedy. How have you got into that? What position? So, um, no, so I always, I always loved entertaining and I didn't really have any trouble talking in front of crowds or anything. And again, we're going to come back to it wrestling <laughs> this this is why you should let your children watch wrestling if you get over the fact the fact that they hit each other with steel chairs over the head get over that fact and it and and, and the bar the bra of panties matches they have oh, if, you, yeah. if, if you can get past that yeah go on i never used to watch them no you didn't no of course you didn't you used to fast forward that bit, that, yeah, 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 exactly. You fast forwarded that bit, yeah. Go on. No, but um, if you, honestly, if you watch wrestling and you watch guys, you know, talk in front of crowds of fifty, sixty thousand people, yeah. and you're a kid, you're a sponge. You're gonna yeah. soak up everything they do, and you're gonna learn how to do it. That's what I did. That's how I saw it. And that's what made me want to entertain a crowd mm. okay. was having the feeling of being a wrestler, of, you know, having everyone laugh at you or cheer you, or mm. having the ability to tell stories, make people happy, smile, sad, whatever. 
and that's that's what I really love about stand-up comedy. But it takes so much guts. So I, I I've done a, some speaking stuff, and then there's a I didn't realize you can go on courses to become a stand-up comedy. So a lot of them. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah, because a, a lot of them are really funny when they're talking. I'm like, how are you so good? Mm. And then then they said there's courses, and then I was kind of like, oh, shall I go on one? COVID happened. It didn't happen. Mm. But this is where I started feeling the feeling behind going to do a stand-up gig is so scary. Like, how do you overcome that? How did you, how did you get yourself up there that first time? Um, the the very first time, I think, I obviously I was nervous. I had never yeah. done it before, but yeah. then, you think, right. I'm doing this. What's the worst that's going to happen? What's Mm -hmm. the worst that's going to happen? They're silent. You get no reaction, nothing. Because let's be fair. It's a, it's an open mic night. It's a stand up comedy, open mic night. They're not expecting fucking professionals. They're not expecting Kevin Hart, Russell Peters. (laughs) They're expecting a drunk Australians going up, taking (laughs) the piss out of themselves. That's what Bye. they're expecting. Okay. And then as soon as you get that first laugh, it's such a relief. It's I can't I can't even explain how many fucking endorphins that first laugh released in my brain because yeah. I was like, mate, this is done. I've got them. Okay. And my and first have... performances God. weren't that bad. Okay. Have you had any that were really that just were like, oh god, that's awful. I think oh, yeah. quite positive. You have. No, I've had some some that were fucking terrible. Um I remember one I did I did after I came back from Disney because one of my mates who did the program, the Disney program before I did it, actually used to run a show and I was like, yo, like, can I come? He's like, Yeah. I remember going there, there were about 10 people, 10 people there. And as a, as a stand-up comedian, you'll yeah. sometimes go to gigs and there'll be no one there. And you've just got to fucking throw your script in the bin and just have a chat. Because okay. your script at that point, it's just not going to be funny. Mm. And I made the mistake that night of trying to stick to my material and not read the crowd. And the crowd were not into any of my things. And I just tried to keep going it, going at it and, you know, pushing for a laugh that was never going to come. Oh, God. How did you, afterwards, how do you talk yourself back up from that spot? Because surely you're just like, oh, get me off this. Um, as a man, it hurts your ego a little bit, uh-huh. but then you've just got to say to yourself like right i failed what am i going to do am i going to stop or am i gonna keep going because i enjoy doing it Mm. am i going to stop if i enjoy something yeah i'm going to try again and hope it's better the next time that's wicked and then the fact that you and then if they're still silent then maybe it's time to stop (laughs) three times if you muck it up three times then maybe it's time to change but it sounds like you've learned from it 
You learned from it, didn't you? That it wasn't the crowd to keep, I did. To, keep to a strip, a script. Yeah. So I did. I'd also like to ask you on this: is what? Because this is personal, I suppose. So, how do you get your material? Have you been for um, any of these stand-up courses? And how do you put a script together? Uh, have I been to a stand-up course? No. Have you been to never. any? No. Okay. No. Wow. No. I, I'm just like, I'm going to pay like $150 yeah. for someone to teach me how to be funny. Okay. Nah, mate. Nah, I'm funny already. <laughs> I've got it. I don't need your input. So, <laughs> so lot, how do you get your material my, then? So here's the thing. A um, lot of my stuff focuses um, on the ethnic stuff. So... I don't know if you've ever seen like Russell Peters and yeah. his jokes yeah. and his yeah. stuff. A lot of it's targeted towards Indians, the stereotypes yeah. growing up. Yeah. And I sort of hit that. And some of it is my experiences. Yeah. But a lot of it is actually experiences from my sister, from my okay. uncles, from Gov. From I my parents, say, I was going to say some of these that didn't happen to me, <laughs> but things that happened to them back in the day. Yeah, but yeah. they happened to them back in the day, but they're mm. still funny now. Yeah, I want an example. Go give us something that happened to go. Don't don't do it for me, dude. <laughs> I, I'm innocent. <laughs> Maybe don't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, go for it, man. I don't care. If you've I got remember, one. What was it? One joke you told me. Oh, Tony, you've gone really did, far away. You've gone really far away, dude. Have I? Come back, come oh, back, better. come back. That's better. There you go. Yeah, you actually sounded like you were in Australia then. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's better. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was something like you were going to get battered and you compared it to the movie Men in Black and that scene where they go into the house, press the button on the wall, and then all the weapons come out. And then that, I use that one. But some of it is just, I can't actually think of it now. My, some of it as well was my time in America. Because mm, yeah. as, as much as I love the Americans, I have so many American mates taking the piss out of Americans. Oh my God, that's one of the, funniest things you can ever do wow. for me anyway it's a it's a different culture isn't it completely different culture it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay some of the things they do seem so foreign <clears throat> that we wouldn't do it in australia or the uk mm. <laughs> but yeah i so, love it no that's good that's really good and so when covid's over you're going to carry on doing it uh, when COVID's over, yeah, I will carry on doing it. But I, um, for the moment, I want to sort of stick to one thing at a time. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I really want to stick to the bodybuilding. I yeah. really like that. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy that. Um, you know, let's see how far I can take that. So I'm going to ask you something I, I always ask in interviews or interviewing people, right? So what does, what does the next five years look like for you? 
next five years. Mm. Ooh. What do you hope to achieve? Where do you want to be? So what I want the next five years to look like, mm. I want to, I've done a bodybuilding competition. And won it. And won it. Mm-hmm. I want to have a following on social media from mm-hmm. that bodybuilding competition. Wicked. Get into the, get into the fitness industry. So, so from that, from from that, creating the uh, following. I mean, are you hoping to become like a, an influencer, like someone who inspires people, or just coaching? What sort of uh, what what sort of flex are you going for? I want to I want to try mm. and start my own clothing brand. Okay. That would be that to me is such a big goal. And if I did that, and it was successful, and you know, I could, I could inspire people, motivate people, and show them that you can do anything, even with the cards you've been dealt. Mm. I would love to do that, and that's that's again a key motivating factor of wanting to do a competition, mm. of you know wanting to um, start that up because for me at least, I think that's the best way for me. To go about it and for me to achieve it that sounds really cool oh it's incredible i cannot wait to see what your five years ago how they're gonna pan out everyone follow follow your instagram let's follow your story this is this is like so much pressure on me now because yep. like in five years <laughs> if i'm fucking unemployed i'm gonna come back to you this fucking not. podcast yeah <laughs> and we can you talk about how you have, fucked up yeah. you do not have a choice you have to make this work if nothing else I am following you and you're accountable to me well you're accountable to Gov he's going <laughs> to he's way more scary I'm not scared of Gov no more are you not? I can batter him oh my god okay, i got to get my arm big <laughs> so I can batter him too <laughs> it's going to take a lot it's going to take a oh lot oh god oh goodness Dee, I, w- I want to ask you something. You said right at the start of the podcast, right? You said uh, <clears throat> when you, like, the, the, this whole thing with, uh, you know, you being in a wheelchair, it's, it's obviously had its challenges. We've, we've touched upon the challenges. But you also said it was rewarding as well. Talk a bit about that. Yeah, definitely. So the way, the best way I can put it is if, I wasn't in a wheelchair. I honestly think I would have no desire to do anything. And I would have no drive and no motivation. And I I wouldn't be able to see how far I've come. Mm. Like 2004, you remember it. Mm. Like, mm. what was I? I was lying in a bed, couldn't walk. Couldn't talk, couldn't move mm. my arms. Mm. Look at me now. I have the biggest arms in the fucking office. <laughs> and I always fucking flex at the <laughs> office. Brilliant. Like literally, my mom asked me, What do you do at work? I'm like, I flex. All my co workers love it. But and for, um And for me, that's not that long. If you if I think back to 2004 to now that's not that long for the transformations that you've been able to achieve. 
you know, from going from where you have to where mm. you are, I think it's just smashing out of the park. Yeah. At 17 years, that's pretty long. It's half of your life, but for us oldies... No, for us oldies, mate. That's, that's, that's nothing. <laughs> that's your whole life. You're like, what are you talking about? That's my whole life. And I'm like, you're blink, you missed that now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh my god. Sorry. Right, but... <laughs> oh my gosh. You, you're not that old, are you? No, I'm not. I'm 21. Times there two we go. plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Time Add a couple on there, yeah. <laughs> Times two plus one. Yeah. Spice it up right. a bit. <laughs> so, actually, what I would like to ask you, because I actually um, I, I just want to know being in a wheelchair, do people get a little bit awkward around you do they know how to act are they do can you sense like some people don't know do they mention the chair do they not mention the chair do you ever feel okay. that from people so here's here's the thing for me i yeah. do not care i do yeah. not care if you mention the chair if you want to know why i'm in it or do like whatever yeah here's the other thing some of my closest friends yeah take the piss out of me for being in a wheelchair mm. like they honestly take the piss out of me it's it's a joke yeah. first and foremost mm. they mm. know mm. Mm. i'm not gonna get offended yeah but they don't care either like yeah they they don't see the wheelchair um yeah. as as you know anything to be intimidated by when yeah. you first meet me probably i can see why i can see um probably a few people being intimidated by it mm -hmm. because here's the thing about me as well i i feel i'm not the most approachable person like <laughs> i'm very standoffish and i don't know if that's a british thing Okay. I feel like it is, but I I won't go and say hello to people oh. if I if I don't know them. Have you got a rest? I'll always. <laughs> it's a, probably a family thing. I think it's a family thing. It probably is, oh. probably is. But um, I will never go and say hello to anyone. I'll always wait for you to say hello to me. Okay. I'm a bit like that as well. Actually. Would you prefer it if someone just asked you straight out then? Hey, can I just like, if they were feeling a little bit, do we mention the chair? Do we not? How how have you? What happened? Are you? Are you? If someone was to come up to you and start talking to you and in conversation, you're okay with them asking you all that stuff? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Like now, I I talked openly yeah. at the start. Like I've got nothing yeah. to hide. Like mm. it happened. Yeah. It's it's not illegal. At least no. I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's not at all. <laughs> but it's very vulnerable. It's that you know, you're sharing a part of yourself that's been challenging and it's clearly created who you are today. Yeah, it is. It is. Um if if someone asks me, mm. I I'm straight up, I tell them, uh, yeah. you know, this is the reason. Mm. Unless they've asked me on a dating app. And then it's my bullshit reason that I used to be a professional footballer and got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, 
<laughs> it works. It works. Winners use their situation to their advantage, so don't tell me I'm, I'm a bad person. I love um, that. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone does it. Every, everyone does it, so it's it's cool. But yeah, man, I love that. I love that, man. I fully, I fully support it. Wait, which one? The my friends accepting me for being in a wheelchair or like? No, the friends bit, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the friends bit, of course. But I think everything is better with humour. Like you were saying about your friends, like maybe taking. A yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Literally, definitely. yeah. Listening to the banter between, obviously, Gov and Dick, both of you, it's absolutely beautiful to see that you can make humour of it because you know life's too serious. Let's let's just lighten mm, everything up. Exactly. And it's making. I'm not being funny. Everything I've yeah. said about him is true. Like I'm bigger. <laughs> I'm better looking. I'm smarter. <laughs> like. And you ain't got wrestling nothing by the sounds of it. Honestly, you want to see this guy when he's face to face with me. Honestly, he's just like uh, in his little shell, sitting there. <laughs> he won't even look at me because he knows greatness. So he's just like he's just sitting there. Oh god, this sounds like a WrestleMania song. <laughs> it's cool, <good laughs> <enough>, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming for you, D. I'm coming for you. There we go. Vince well, McMahon's going to book it. So I'll have to go and change and walk around with the little cards. That, that, that. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, God. You don't yeah. like wrestling anyway. You like UFC. Yeah, I do. I do. But I did back in the day. Like, it all started from wrestling. So even for us guys, it, it started from wrestling. Wrestling was massive when we were growing. When I was growing up, anyway. oh, it was I just huge. Everyone, was it doing. was huge because we used to have the uh, we used to you, you had the American wrestling, and yeah. then uh, that was all the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior era, yes. and then you had do you remember the British wrestling Big Daddy and Big Giant Hazes? Yeah. yeah. Dee, did you watch that? The, the, or were you f uh, purely on the American? No, mum and dad told me about Big Daddy and Giant Hazes. Ah, uh, right, okay, Kendo Nagasaki. Okay. They told me about it, but mm. oh, I wasn't too bothered. Oh, oh that's what we It's prehistoric for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a like little bit about before the dinosaurs. Back. Yeah, it's a bit before your time. So is it still massive? I didn't even. I don't hear about it as much. I think it is. Yeah, I, I, I think it. I think it is. Um, yeah, I think it is. I mean, although you've got other sports like UFC that have kicked off, but I think yeah. they have a specific audience. But I think you're always going to have the, uh, the the wrestling yeah. stuff, isn't it? Wow. I, th wow. I think I think if you look at UFC and boxing, even, mm -hmm. and you look at professional wrestling, they're they're two completely different animals. Yeah. Like professional yeah. wrestling is about entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. UFC yeah. and boxing, that's a sport. That's a proper yeah. sport. Yeah. That's a sport. That's yeah. people trying to knock each other up. Yeah. I mean, the way I see it is, is wrestling is like a, a soap opera where you beat the shit out of people. Yeah. And, and that's it. Soap opera. I like that. <laughs> Brilliant. Exactly. We should get you into acting, D. You should, you should, you should get, become an actor. I should. I should. I, I can play Charles Xavier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> I know, British in a wheelchair. I'll fucking shave my head if I have to. <laughs> but did you see? Uh, did you see? Uh, there was a there was a film with Brian Cranston uh, and Kevin Hart, and I f for the life of me, I can't remember what it's called. 
Uh, and it's where Brian Cranston's oh. a paraplegic, isn't he? He's in a wheelchair. The Untouchables. No, no, it's the a comedy. Un- I've watched The Untouchables. That's yeah. an amazing film. No, so... What, what, which Untouchables is one with, not with Robert oh, De Niro? No, no. Because no. I, watched, I watched that one, but I watched the French one. The French one. That's the one I've seen, the French one. Yeah. I watched it with subtitles though, so don't yeah, be fucking thinking I'm doing it in French or not. <laughs> I watched it with subtitles. But yeah, I know the one you're talking about. No, 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 no. It's not untouchable and it's not French. It's got Brian... Ke- it is. No, no, it's not. Bro, it's got Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart's not no, French. Kevin- <laughs> I was going to say, no one I watched Bro. Kevin Hart in it. Bro, fucking look it up on Wikipedia. It's a remake of a French film. Oh, have they remade it? The French film was amazing. They remade the English I'm one. I'm no. The English so what's the film you're... No, I'm, sorry, I, I, I'm doing it now. I've I'm got it. I'm Googling it. I've got it. I've got it. It is called The Upside. It's called yeah, the... that's the English one. It's called The Upside. Okay. So, so Kevin Hart is helping out Brian Cranston. Yeah? He... Is that the film, yeah? D. I'm Googling it. I'm Googling it as well. The The professionalism of this. It's the one. It's a remake of the French 2000 film, The Untouchables. Oh, okay. Okay. That's That's a phenomenal film. I didn't know they remade it. Right, they remade it, but everyone was getting pissed that uh, Brian Brian Cranston was playing playing a paraplegic. Oh, rather than actually. Rather than. That's that's why I came onto the topic, rather than having someone who's actually one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We got. Yeah, it's like when. Uh, why do they do that? I don't know, because they're acting. It's their job. Yeah. I mean, like, I have no problem with it. Like, yeah. Would I? Would I like to see a disabled actor play it? Like, mm. open that door and give them a chance. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, because yeah, the Rock, he got he he. They were moaning at him as well because he was in that skyscraper role. And he didn't have a he didn't have a leg or something. Yeah. Did, yeah. And, and then again, did but, you got, yeah. I love the rock. The rock can do no wrong. Do okay. not say anything about the rock. Okay, I won't. I'm but not I will nothing. say. I will say about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That is the only movie starring the rock that I was like, "This is fucking so stupid. I am was not it? watching this." based primarily on a scene because there's an amputee in that movie and he's fucking sprinting across a crane to make a jump to get onto a building and i'm just like no i'm out this is a piss take on me yeah 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 yeah. i haven't seen it but that sounds yeah so that that was yeah the reason i brought all of this up was but yeah just because you know we were talking about the whole acting bit i know we were joking about professor x and he's in a wheelchair but you get a lot of um yeah there's a lot of people out there who are saying people who are if you're portraying people in movies who are uh, a certain type uh, then you should get yeah. people in real life who are actually that i think but, so but then my if you, but then if, if you're, you're a, Go on, sorry. But if you're acting, like, you know, like, if you're, if you're yeah. portraying a serial killer, are you going to get someone out from prison oh, to no. say... That's the, that's no, the whole thing. No, but if you're portraying an Asian person... Yeah. 
You'd want an Asian person to play the role, wouldn't you? Unless you've got a really good actor who knows how to play an Asian person, <laughs> and he knows all that he's got all the backgrounds. I don't know. I don't know what I the answer know. is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just a topic of conversation. Yes, um, it is. That's that's out there. But uh, going back yeah, to uh, going back to D. So going back to D. Yeah, so, so 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 do I mean there's a there's a lot of shit that you've 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 chatted yeah. right. Like good shit, not as in bad shit, as in really good. I good, thought you were going to say there's a lot of shit you've been through. I'm going, yeah, <laughs> no, he hasn't chatted shit at all. <laughs> no, he's chatted, he's chatted a lot of shit, but it's been very, very good shit. So, so for the people out there, D, right? Because you, you've done so much shit. You've like 26 years old, right? You've, despite what's, despite all the challenges in your life and everything, right? You've done so much. So much more than a lot of people could could do, um, even maybe in their forties and fifties and stuff. So, what if you would if you were to speak to people, what would you say? Like, uh, what advice would what points would you give people to sort of chase their dream, keep going? Um, you you say that I've I've done a lot in twenty six years. I I don't feel the same way. No, I feel I feel like I've done, I've done a bit, mm. but I haven't done everything I want to. Cool, cool. Um, and is is that a greedy mindset that I want more? I want more than what I have. I want to have more memories than what I currently have. Mm. I don't think so. I I don't think so. I think I it's a good so thing. Either. I think that's amazing. Um. But the the advice I would probably give to people, it's 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 so simple and it's going to sound so cliche. Mm. But don't ever think you can't do anything. Don't think you can't do something. Focus on what you and can do. And it's so simple. Mm. Focus on what you can do. Mm. Um. Don't be scared of what you can't do, mm. because if I if I was scared of what I couldn't do, if I was scared of the fact I couldn't walk, or I was scared of the fact I sometimes need people to help lift weights for me, mm. lift weights onto my chest, get me in position. If I was scared of all of that, I would never have gone to America. I'd never have gone to a gym mm. and, you know, the, it, when I think about it now, when I think about this whole lockdown situation, I now realize how important the gym is to me. Mm. So if, if I didn't have that, I, I can honestly say, I don't know who I would be as a person mm. and it's, it sounds so fucking outrageous because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to make out that I have the best body or I have the best arms. I'm not trying to make out that I'm like fucking disabled Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, I'm not trying to make that up. But I'm trying to say that it's so important to me. Mm. And if I was scared of anything in my life or... I decided for some reason or another that 
I'm in a wheelchair. I've been dealt really bad cards. Mm. Um, I'm not going to go to the gym anymore. That would devastate me. That would heartbreak me. Mm. Um, my, like, like, yeah. When I, when I think about my life now, it it's sort of, like, I, I say it's, I'm, I'm like kind of putting forward that I'm all about the gym and I'm not because as I've already said, I understand that I may not have the best body and whatever, but my life is about the gym. Mm. It's a big part of it. Yeah, of course, and of course. Yeah. Fuck, we've gone way off topic. This was no, like, what advice I like would this. I give? And now I'm like saying, I love the gym. Like, <laughs> but you have, but, but my thing is, is uh, it sounds like from everything you're saying, D, it's, it's uh, right. I, I don't want to sort of paraphrase you, but it's like in your in your mind, you've always had a goal, right? Mm-hmm. And regardless of what that goal is, right? In your case, it's it's the whole thing with being influenced by by wrestling, and wrestling got you to America. The fact that you've done stand up to to get all that. Um, uh, to sort of tick that entertainment box to, to, to look like a, a wrestler, you, you're doing all, all the gym stuff. But end of the day, in your mind, you've got this, you've got this goal, or, or you've got this journey that you want to go on. So I think even though you know, you're, you're focused on the gym and everything, but to me, it just tells a story of, of where you want to be and where you want to mm-hmm. go. And, and, I, and I think in terms of like how you go to the gym and how you keep consistent, for me, and I think it's something that we've talked about in previous podcasts as well in terms of motivation, is it's about having that goal. And once you have that goal, knowing what you want to do, then you just go towards it. And you've, you've never, it doesn't sound like you're focusing on, oh, you know, I wish things could be better this way, that way. You've just got, right, here's the cards, but here's, here's what I want to go, and fuck everything else, I'm just going to go for it. Exactly. That's, that, to me is the only way to go about it uh go for something just go for something aim towards something and then just just head towards it just do it yeah that's just amazing. pull the trigger if 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 it doesn't happen for you it doesn't happen like you gave it a go but more often than not if you pull the trigger and are 100 percent dedicated to something Mm. and motivated to do it and don't make any excuses you'll achieve your goal yeah and that for me wanting to do bodybuilding competition Mm. has has become more apparent for me Mm. because i'm going to be honest if this september competition had gone ahead even though i was on a good trajectory even though i did felt feel I was making progress I sort of felt that I wouldn't have been ready for September Mm. um and but um and and the only reason I'm saying that is because I felt that way in about July just Mm. before the lockdown Mm. and it was sort of like that moment of clarity where it was like Right, if your mind is not a hundred percent in this, you're you're gonna fail. Mm. 
so at that point i sort of because i went out and i sort of went out had a few drinks and my coach gave me like a spray so he sort of shouted at me said like what what the fuck do you want to do basically mm. and it was at that point where i was like I've got to be a hundred percent into this yeah, yeah, yeah. because I know where I want to go mm. and I know I've got a goal and I've got to sacrifice what I want now for what I want in the future. Mm. Yeah. Good on you. Good I on you. That. That's a good I mindset. I love the way you also see the positive in the adversity. Like, yes, you're in lockdown, but you can also see actually maybe it's a positive. I wasn't in the right space for that competition and it's been cancelled i've given it's given me more time to reflect or whatever it is and the other beautiful thing you've gone on about is your coach who's kept you in line as well mm. yeah there's so yeah, much so... from your story so far about you found your why you're pursuing that goal you've got a coach you're seeing the positive if things go off you know you're you also have learned from any mistakes like the the stand-up thing that went down that's, yeah, that's amazing. Definitely. It's quite interesting in in that whole, uh, especially in the stand ups, um, mm. in that stand up space. So some of my favorite comedians, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, um, I absolutely loved, and they, they talk about when they were when they were going up in the business. They had mm. nights, and these guys are the best of the best, mm. and they've had nights where they're doing a show and no one's laughing. They're bombed. They're absolutely bombed. And and the these are the, the these are the top of the top comedians, and the fact that, you know, D's had a couple of nights where no one's probably laughed, but has has thought, yeah, fuck it, I'm just going to carry on. Yeah. That just that just goes to show um, the, the sort of mindset. Um, yeah. And again, it's the same one that these professionals have. They just get on with it. It's like I love what I'm doing, and yeah, I, it might might not worked out this time, but yeah. I'll, I'll go again. And and it's so easy. Like you hear them say that and you think, oh yeah, yeah, that was easy. When it happens to you, yeah, 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 yeah. it's not easy to pick yourself back up to say, this is really what I want to do. And I don't care if anyone's criticizing, laughing, pointing fingers, you know, I've got to still get going with it. Cause it's, I think it came back to what you said in the previous one, Gav, about it's your why. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going to get you back up. Exactly. And I guess you've got to be really strong in yourself as well, haven't you? It's got to mean a lot to yourself as well. Yeah, 100%. It's good. What, what, so, so apart from the wrestling, what, what, what else inspires you, Dee? Have you got inspirations in your life? <laughs> so... The Rock. So, you're going to get a massive massive ego beast from this. Let me go get a sick bucket. <laughs> I'm going to get even bigger, a bigger ego boost. My ego is already for the reef anyway. Oh, God. It's you. It's you. Oh. Oh. Honestly, you've, you were probably one of the first people who I saw in my own family who was big and I was like fuck that's my uncle he's he's big I can be big so it was <laughs> it was it, it sounds dumb but it's like 
you can see fucking I'm swearing a lot. Don't worry I? about it. Don't worry about it. You can you can see movie stars like The Rock, um who else is big in Hollywood? Big dog. Tom Hardy, you can see all of them and you know uh they've probably got trainers, they've probably got access to the best facilities. They probably got access to a bit of gear. But when you see someone from your own family who is basically just like you, do it, you start to think, why can't I do it? Mm. That's actually really beautiful. And I definitely think it is wonderful that you've had someone from a young age in your family to know that it is achievable. And, and without the and without the gear as well. Yeah. Just to throw in there, I think it's um, I think it's powerful, very very powerful that you've 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 had. Um, it's like you use you use the energy around you as well because you were mentioning your coach, and it sounds like he's another massive massive inspiration to you as well. Yeah, definitely. I think more more than he sort of knows because yeah. you know there are times when i do piss him off and <laughs> do stupid shit but honestly he's like i'm so happy maybe maybe not happy because i still see there are a lot of things i want to change with my body and with my physique but I'm so proud of where I come from mm. the start of the year to now. Yeah. Like even my, my co-workers said it at work a couple of times. Mm. Like they're like, you lost weight, you still look big. The only person who calls me small is my is my actual manager. But like, you know, he only does it as a joke. Mm. At least I hope <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> but um, no, from where I was at the start of the year, to where I am now, it's it's all down to my coach. Uh, so, well, really? it's down, it's down, to, down to the coach, but again, listen, dude, it, you, yeah. you know, a lot of it comes from, this is what I'm saying, you know, you, you've got inspiration around you, which is absolutely amazing, but ultimately that, that drive has to come, that has the drive yeah. has to come around from you yourself, you know, because you're the one pressing the buttons, you're the one lifting the weights, you're the one on, on the diet. It's, it's great having that inspiration around you. It's great having that energy. It fuels you, but, you know, you need to have that fire burning from inside you as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel I feel I do have that. No, 100%. You know, that. I think it's, it's definitely come across in the, in the last, uh, yeah, hour and a half or so. You definitely have that. You're yeah. the one taking the action. You're the one that's facing your fears. You're the one that's smashing through everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and actually you're the one that is, and I would definitely say is inspiring us and these lists and the listeners that are going to listen to this. Mm. Honest to God, just, carry just, on. Just as a side note, guys, this yeah. is this is my wrestling persona coming out in real life. <laughs> I'm like shy and timid and like eat biscuits all the time. And, yeah, you know, I, I, I can. Beer belly. Yeah, all right. Yeah, no, I can, I can validate that because I've, I've, been okay. I've, I've been to clubs with him. I've been to nightclubs with him and he just sits yeah. in a corner, just, just like, Head in his drink, all quiet, <laughs> not speaking to anyone. That's so strange because that's not how I know you now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not 
Yeah. He, he's, he's, you he's, know he, that's bullshit. He's never that's been, bullshit. Stop lying. <laughs> he's never been in the middle of a dance floor and all these women fling themselves at him. That's never happened. That's ever, ever happened, has it, D? Oh, he's gone quiet. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm not going to say anymore. I'm not going to say anymore. I but still have photos can... from that night. From which night? <laughs> there's, there's been so many, <laughs> D. There's been so many. Um, I was going to say as well, even though it's been an inspirational chat, um, I, I, could, I could definitely say in my life, you're, you've, you've definitely been an inspiration to me as well in terms of like my motivation um, and my training and stuff. And just seeing you just smash it. And for me, I, I take a lot of heart in uh, the likes of you, the younger generation, just, just sort of carrying on. And, well, I think you'll go one step further. You're going way one step further than than, um, than us guys ever did. You know, you've got, um, you're, you're going to do way better than us. And I, and I hope you do. I really hope you do. I hope you sort of take it uh, one step further and just do amazing things. Yeah, I am. Good. 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 That's all I want to hear. That's all I hear. I don't want to hear any other bullshit. It's just like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. it. Um, no, I'm. I'm so much better than you. Good. Exactly. You and should be. You should be. I'm gonna be done by thirty as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Can be done and dust done. Oh, That's amazing. I love That's it. Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much. I feel so so inspired. I really, from that little speech that you gave at the end about the advice to others. I just feel like why, why are we just in our? A lot of us can stay in our heads and talk ourselves out of doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. thank you for so much for just showing us to get out of our heads and start doing it. Just effing do it. Yes, I'm gonna do that. Now. I'm gonna go to the gym now. I won't get yes. to go. To, I won't get. To, honestly, I won't get to go to. I thought I have a day off now. And now, but now, now you feel inspired. Now Dee's like, yeah, man. So I'm just gonna have my my matcha coffee and then just gonna just gonna go. Brilliant. You gotta well, lift your little ten kilo weights. <laughs> yeah, for my little finger. I'm doing my little finger training. Oh dear. Oh dear. Don't don't get like upset or aggy because I lift bigger weights than you. Like it happens. Like it's the animal kingdom. The old lion's gotta go. The younger lion's gotta take control of the pride. The old like, lion's, old lion's still here, dude. And still got one hell of a bite. Ding a ding ding. He's gonna Round get it. Two. He's, <laughs> this boy's gonna get it. Honestly, he's gonna get I'll it. I tell you. I tell you what. I'm only giving it the bigger right now because Australia so... has closed the internet. Exactly what I'm thinking. It's because you are so far away right now. Oh my gosh. But I'm, I'm gonna remember. I still gonna remember it. You're still gonna get it. You're still got. You've still got like a. You can still pay for this. You gotta pay for this act That's of disrespect. And I'm gonna hide behind you. my mum. I'm yeah, gonna hide behind my mum. You're bringing the big guns in. No, 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 right. I'm gonna hide behind your mum. She's not gonna let you touch me. <laughs> these, these kids are clever, aren't they? They're just really clever. They, they know how to play the game. They know Absolutely. how to play the game. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, brilliant! All right, brilliant. brilliant. Oh, That's thank been... you for everyone's time as well today. I mean, I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, have you, a uh, good chat. Have, uh, Dee, have you had any takeaways from today? Things that you'll take for yourself? 
I wouldn't do this again. This was fun. Yeah. That's the biggest takeaway for me. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll, no, we'll, we'll, we'll sort it out. Yeah, definitely do some again. Biggest takeaway, like, yeah. for me is uh, really, um, I love the podcast. I love what you're doing. Um, you, you hit a lot of content that relates with a lot of people. And I just, I felt like I wanted to be a part of it because, um, you know, I inspire everyone. <laughs> I and do. you do. I wanted you to, do, mate. You do. I wanted oh, you to do. share that with the world. Yeah. Perfect. You, you, Love that. You do that. And just remember, uh, for all the people that want to connect, so so D, you're on, um, what are you on? You're on Instagram at, at D Desi, was it D Desi? Uh, uh, yeah, D Desi, so D E E D H E S S I. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook. I'm also on Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, everything. <laughs> Pump your fish. Uh, so you're single and ready to mingle, are you? <laughs> he's a good catch. He's I don't know. Catch. I'll do his catch. You don't his... know. Oh dear. I think he is. He's a good catch. Set a goal. Have a why. <laughs> I hope my mum doesn't listen to this. <laughs> she might be proud of you. you yeah, might find she, someone. She, the, the, yeah, you, you've, I don't think you've said anything that's incriminated yourself, dude. No. We'll keep that for the other. We'll keep that for the other triple X uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I might leave you two too. <laughs> <laughs> cool 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 okay right. then guys lovely speaking to you all and uh we'll speak again soon brilliant Love all right it. thank okay. you so much all right